This week on the podcast, a new scuba diving app that might help you find your next diving course or career. Uh, the Deep Blue app servers are officially going offline, and a brand new behind-the-scenes footage, uh, or sorry, just brand new behind-the-scenes footage making of um, James Cameron's The Abyss is set to be released with the new 4K version of the film uh, later on. So first off, yes, Salty Careers has officially launched a beta versions of its platform, which is a cutting-edge tech startup founded by diving enthusiast Lloyd Frampton and Thomas Carden. Salty Careers is set to transform the diving industry by introducing a comprehensive digital platform which allows divers of all types and affiliations to apply for jobs and courses, as well as connect with dive shops and professionals worldwide. Salty Careers platform is a one-stop solution for divers, diving organizations, and industry professionals, providing an array of features such as streamlined job searching and hiring process, networking opportunities, and efficient management tools for diving organizations. So it's it's kind of like LinkedIn, but for diving, but also with a bit of like Facebook in there, I, I suppose. Um, the platform also allows users to seamlessly book professional courses, uh, fostering skill development and knowledge enhancement. Frampton expressed his enthusiasm for the venture, stating, we founded Salty Careers to address the long-standing challenges faced by divers and diving organizations. Our platform is not just a technological advancement, it's a revolution in the diving industry, bringing together divers from around the world and creating a seamless experience for all. Chardon, the CTO of Salty Careers, added, our goal is to digitize and elevate every aspect of the diving professional, from job searches to organizational management. Salty Careers is not just a platform, it's a community-driven initiative that aims to connect, empower, and advance the diving industry into the digital age. I mean, yeah, I remember back when I was a, um, a, a paddy pro, they had a, um, a dedicated... I think they still there. There were some like changes to it recently. I think I read, uh, but they they have this like back end system for professional um, tier divers, and there were like job listings and things um, sort of in that section. I don't remember using it that much. Um, I don't remember like needing to use it that much because I I never really looked for uh, sort of those types of jobs, um, but. Uh, yeah, now uh, we, we have this uh, Salty Careers. For more information, um, you can just head over to saltycareers.com um, and you can also reach out to Lloyd, uh, so that's double L-O-Y-D at saltycareers.com. But that's quite interesting. Um, I'm going to download it and uh, and have a quick look around, see uh, see what it's like. And uh, it's, it's nice to see these uh, like tech uh, entrepreneurs um, like trying to develop things specifically for scuba diving so uh, yeah that is nice to see um on the flip side of it uh, the deep blue app servers are going offline uh, i first caught i can't remember where i saw this uh, somewhere on social media um it's like oh yeah deep blue is um is switching off its servers and i thought oh that's a little surprising um it was it was supposed to be a similar thing to the uh, to the previous article but it was like a like facebook instagram but for scuba divers the uh, the deep blue app and it was described again as a, a community designed for divers to share dive logs and passion for the ocean um the company released a dive computer the cosmic plus uh as another means of promoting and pushing the app um 
Now a message from the homepage of the Deep Blue website states, thank you very much for your trust and support for the past 10 years. With every new year users joining our community, we have more and more load on our servers. At this moment, too few users are willing to pay for the subscription. The company can no longer afford the high server operating expenses. After thorough consideration, the company will take the server offline, but it will not affect the independent use of the linked device, including brands such as Sunto or Cosmic. Uh, it is strongly recommended that you back up your videos, pictures, and other data as soon as possible. So yeah, if you do use the, um, uh, the app and you do have photos that are only uploaded on there uh then yeah it is best to try and get a copy as soon as possible uh i don't think a official data when they're switching it off is going to be uh but uh, sooner rather than later if you do have any important information up there um but yeah it, it sounds like if you do use it just as a logbook on your phone then yeah, it should still work. Uh, it just won't have that like social media functions in the background. Moat Marine Laboratory and Aquarium has announced a partnership with Johnson Outdoors, a leading global innovator of outdoor recreation equipment and technology. Um, you'll probably better know them as today's sponsor. Scuba Pro uh, is one of Johnson Outdoors' brands, uh, but Johnson Outdoors also has other brands under its umbrella. And together with Scuba Pro, they're aiming to create a community coral reef restoration program that offers divers the opportunity to participate and make a positive difference in the health of our coral reef system. Quote, at Johnson Outdoors, we consider it our responsibility to leave the world a better place and to accelerate our environmental efforts. We are excited to partner with Moat Marine Laboratory to offer divers the opportunity to dive with us and help restore coral reefs, said Helen Johnson-Leopold, uh, chairman and CEO of Johnson Outdoors. Coral reefs are the building block of the ocean ecosystem, accounting for 25% of marine life worldwide. We're excited to partner with Johnson Outdoors and Scuba Pro on this program that will bring scale to a program rooted in groundbreaking science, said Dr. Michael P. Crosby, President and CEO of Moat marine laboratory and aquarium scuba pro is partnering with its vast network of ocean conservation conscious brand dealers to organize a series of coral reef restoration events for divers to experience firsthand moats science-based research and conservation efforts to protect the oceans we all love and enjoy during the full day program participants will learn about coral reef ecology and get a hands-on experience with moats leading holistic science-based coral reef restoration methods including a moat pioneered technique called microfragmentation and reskinning sounds ghastly but yeah um but these um allow moats to grow thousands of coral fragments on land before planting them onto the reef stimulating rapid growth at a rate as fast as 50 times that compared to natural coral growth participants may also maintain moats underwater coral tree nurseries and plant coral fragments grown in the program out on real ocean reefs. All scuba divers are welcome to join Scuba Pro and Moat for these restoration events, and I'll pop a link down in the description below if you are interested. Hyundai Motor America has announced a partnership with Healthy Seas and Ghost Diving USA, uh, two non-profit organizations dedicated to ocean conservation efforts, mirroring efforts in Europe for the past three years. Hyundai's, or Hyundai, I forget, there was an advert recently telling me how to pronounce Hyundai, um, 
<laughs> their, uh, their support will further Healthy Seas and Ghost Diving USA's diving projects in Southern California to clean the oceans and retrieve fishing nets contributing to marine pollution. Reclaiming fishing nets and other nylon waste collected become Econile, um, which is a regenerated nylon yarn used to make textile products. Uh, you see it in quite a few scuba diving wetsuits nowadays, Econile. Um, they're becoming more and more popular. And yeah, it's by reclaiming this fishing net. They clean it up. They um, they then re-turn it into a, a yarn that you can then turn into uh, into recycled fabrics, which is pretty cool. Uh, the partnership is also going to enable the organizations to host beach cleanups uh, across California throughout 2024, with the partnership kicking off with a cleanup event that took place at Huntington Beach State Park on the 9th of December. The partnership with Healthy Seas and Ghost Diving USA supports Hyundai Motor Company's commitment to sustainability and global vision of progress for humanity. This focus on the ocean emphasizes the company's efforts to help create more sustainable marine ecosystems and contribute to a circular economy. Randy Parker, the CEO of Hyundai uh, Motor America, ability is a core human value for Hyundai, and protecting the world's oceans is of most importance. This partnership with Healthy Seas and Ghost Diving USA bolsters our global commitment to creating a more sustainable future for all, advancing Hyundai's global vision of progress for humanity. We particularly look forward to kicking off the expansion to the United States in California and what we can achieve together. So that's nice to see some of the uh, the bigger brands, uh, the more uh, sort of familiar brands for people who don't scuba dive, are uh, are joining in and trying to clean up our oceans. And uh, yeah, hopefully it'll get uh, a few more people aware of ghost gear and uh, and yeah, how to uh, how to clean it up and the uh, and the brave men and women who um, who go out and uh, and actually do clean this stuff up and what we can do with it afterwards. There was an interesting news story on divernet.com. Um, the first proof has emerged that one of the world's biggest sharks is oviviparous, um, which basically means that its embryos grow in eggs nourished by the yolk within the mother before the young sharks hatch and then are born live and independent. Um, unfortunately, it took a dead specimen of the rarely seen megamouth shark uh, to make this case after a 5.6 meter long megamouth uh, had become pregnant with several pups was found washed ashore in Aurora province in central Luzon in the Philippines in mid-November. The mother and pups um, that had been born and were found beside her were examined under the remote supervision of an expert from Marine Wildlife Watch of the Philippines. Uh, the remaining pups were taken to the National Museum of the Philippines for detailed examination and preservation. Uh, megamouth sharks are the ones that live, well, as far as I'm aware, uh, live quite deep, deep down. Uh, so we don't see too many of these. So when we do get good samples of them uh, it is important to uh, to study them as much as possible the deepwater megamouth shark species was only discovered in 1976 um, they're typically just over five meters long when fully grown uh, females are larger than the males but it is by far the smallest of the three filter feeding sharks um, the others obviously being whale sharks and basking sharks the philippines is regarded as its most important habitat after taiwan uh, though most reports are of dead specimens uh, that are either being stranded or caught as bycatch uh, according to 
the Sharkman's World blog site, which records all Megamouth shark and other sightings. Uh, the one in Aurora was the 284th made today. Uh, Megamouth sharks spend their days at depths typically down to around one kilometer, apparently, um, surface feeding only by night. Uh, so, yeah, not too many sightings of them. And, um, yeah, every time we do spot them, um, then we, uh, we learn something new. Next, we move on to James Cameron's The Abyss. And um, for those of you um, who are aware of the uh, the behind the scenes, it's um, it, it wasn't the most pleasant of uh, of movies to um, uh, to star on. The 1989 thriller was shot almost entirely underwater, requiring its crew and cast to learn how to shoot and act whilst using diving equipment, uh, which many of them were completely unfamiliar. Cameron told Variety that you show up to do a diving movie, you're going to have to dive, says Cameron in a new clip from bonus features accompanying the film's digital release on Tuesday. The only problem is that they don't know how they're going to react to being in a diving helmet until they're already already signed a contract and showed up. Following a rare theatrical screening of the extended edition at Los Angeles Beyond Fest in October, Walt Disney Studios Home Entertainment announced that Cameron and his Lightstorm partner John Landau had overseen a 4K remastering of The Abyss and several other titles from his library for re-release. First, a one-night-only screening of the film in theatres nationwide, then on digital platforms and finally on disc in March. In a recent conversation with Variety, Cameron said that there was no better way to make the film than by putting the cast and crew through such rigorous preparation ahead of time. The abyss was tough on everybody, he said. It was physically taxing for me and for them. It was a tough shoot. There was no way for me to make it easier on everybody than what it was, other than to just not do it, and that's not my style. In addition to a proper high-definition release of the film, Cameron scoured his vaults for new and unseen archival footage from behind the scenes of the production, featuring the actors getting used to the demands of performing underwater. The clip comes from Deep Dive, a conversation with James Cameron, where the filmmaker reflected on the beginnings of his first waterbound adventure and answers burning questions and corrects some misconceptions about its making. Um, the Abyss joins True Lies and Aliens in 4K Tuesday uh, to be followed in physical formats on March 12th next year. Uh, you can watch the footage featuring a 2023 interview with James Cameron in the link below. Yeah, from what I've heard, um, it was it was a tough, tough film uh, for everyone involved, and and a lot of setbacks and a lot of things went wrong. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's just going to be interesting to see um, sort of what new behind the scenes footage is uh, is being released with the uh, the new digital version, and what corrections he may have to uh, to some misconceptions. Apparently, um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll definitely be watching it. Not a great deal as far as new diving equipment. Uh, we're definitely in our in our quiet season uh here in the northern hemisphere uh yeah not a lot of stuff is being announced or released that at least i've spotted on uh, on social media um so having a quick look through some ask mark questions uh the first one from the previous week comes from kyle fleming 2171 and kyle asks uh, i'm trying to find a good base layer i'm not sure which brand to look at i'm waiting on a santi light suit i presume that means e-light suit uh, to come in and have a good undersuit i'm hoping to find a lightweight suit that wicks weight and sweat sorry and uh, moisture away plan 
planning on diving year-round in the UK and Irish waters, but if I was abroad and the opportunity to dive was there, I would wear it under a wetsuit as well. Um, is there anything suitable, or would I need two different types of layers? Any suggestions? Um, I mean, ideally, yes, two separate layers, but there are undersuits that work both dry and wet. My first thought goes to Fourth Elements uh, Thermocline and uh, Shark Skin. Uh, I think Shark Skin's just the uh, the brands. I, I I only ever know it as, as Shark Skin. I know they have a few different types of Shark Skin, um, but it is very similar material. Um, Lava Core, if they still make Lava Core, uh, that was like a Hewish brand, I, I believe. Um, I think did um, did Hewish take them over with uh, with Oceanic and Hollis? I forget. Um, yeah, Lava Core and I want to say Mara's did one. I think it's Ultra Skin. I think that's similar to uh, to Fourth Element Thermocline. And yeah, they're, they're designed as a neoprene alternative, so it, it does keep you warm when it's wet. But you can use it under a um, a dry suit as well. It's not as good. It's not really what it's made for, but it will still keep you warm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's definitely an option. Um, but, yeah, a, a proper dry suit, undersuit, and a, a base layer would be better at keeping you warm. They're, they're specifically designed to, uh, to keep you... Um, to give you that insulation that uh, that keeps you that little bit warmer so uh, that would be my recommendation um sunny d says i want to switch to a long hose primary donate setup and i'm working uh sorry, correction i'm wondering if it's common for the backup second stage around your neck to leak bubbles or worse free flow my Octo that I keep in a plastic bulb regulator holder has a nasty habit of leaking bubbles uh, in my current setup. It does tend to hang with the mouthpiece facing upwards, uh, so maybe that's why I'm having issues, yep, uh, and therefore concerned about free flows, and I'm sure it wouldn't hurt to have both regulators calibrated and tuned, but figured I'd ask. Um, I mean, it's always going to be an issue with second stages. Um, downstream regulators are designs to uh, to just give you gas if it thinks that you're you're taking a breath um if it's in the like bubble like uh, thing that you pop your mouthpiece in and it holds on to just the mouthpiece um that could be one of the issues because with a second stage as soon as it it if it's full of air and it's upside down with the mouthpiece pointing upwards, and then you submerge it, it's going to free flow. If you gently fill it with water first and then invert it, it shouldn't free flow. Um, it's it's all about the, the water pressure on the outside and the air on the inside. Um, so it, it may just be your, um, uh, your, your octo holder, basically. Um, when it's around your, uh, your neck, it typically lives in a, a necklace, so the the second stages or the mouthpiece is open to the water, so water can get in and um, and flood it. It is an issue, um, but most second stages that you have at that point typically have both a venturi and a breathing adjustment knob. So whenever a second stage is out of my mouth, the venturi switch um, gets switched to the uh, to the less efficient um, version um some 
some manufacturers call them like pre-dive levers which is probably a better way because on others you just have like a plus or a minus and it is all kind of vague as to um, sort of which is which uh, whereas pre-dive and dive is a bit more straightforward um, in the plus um, like direction that's usually for improved airflow using the venturi effect um however whenever it's out of your mouth switch it to the negative or the pre-dive um setting just to interrupt a um uh, a free flow and the uh, the airflow inside of the second stage and dial that uh, dial a breath um the breathing adjustment in as much as possible so it's really hard for it to uh, to free flow you can still breathe from it uh it would just be a little bit hard to uh, to breathe from and uh, and then if you do have to switch to it then you can open it up um but it's i suppose it's about as much of an issue as it is um the a, a normal octo setup um but yeah i'd uh, i'd ditch that uh, that bulb like holder thing that's um that's going to be one of the main uh, reasons why it's um uh, it free flows and uh, yeah just gently fill it with water but um at the beginning of the dive and it's far less likely to free flow uh, otherwise yeah get it serviced uh g g y l e s mclean giles giles mclean i'm gonna say um says hi mark since you are an avid twin set diver yes uh what is your opinion on a nitrox twin set setup what is your opinion on a nitrox twin set setup um i'm pro nitrox um what is your opinion on a Nitrox twin set setup? I mean, my my twins are, are Nitrox cleaned uh, when they go in for their um, uh, their inspections and their their tests. Um, I, I just find it more like flexible. You can always get them filled with air. It just has to be clean air. Um, I don't I don't know what else you're asking with the with the question. Since you're an avid twin set diver, what is your opinion on a Nitrox twin set setup? I mean, I have manifolded um, twin 12s and uh, and everything's O2 cleaned. Uh, it costs a heck of a lot more than, um, than just a, a regular um, uh, cylinder test. But yeah, at least I can have any Nitrox mix in it as I like. Um, and it usually means that if you're just having air in it, it has to go through an extra filter. Again, it costs a little bit extra, but it uh, it does ensure that it's a little bit cleaner. Um, I'm not entirely sure on the question, but uh, yes, I'm I'm pro nitrox. Um, uh, Scuba George ninety three says I would be uh, more than happy to receive any of these from Christmas. Oh, it's my top ten scuba gift ideas video. Uh, you mentioned clothing. I really like that fourth element vest that you're wearing, but I can't find it on their website. Uh, do you know where I can find one? Um, yeah, it, it's if it's a fourth element vest, it's probably my... Uh, I think it was called the Core. Um, it's it's old. Um, they They stopped making it a while back, and I think the new version... Is it called the X Core? Um, it's less. So the the current version, the um, of the the core, uh, whatever they they call it, is just a, a vest. So you you slip it on, and uh, and there's no zippers or buttons or anything. It, you just slip it on, and it, it's made to keep your chest and your tummy warm. Basically, your your real core. Um, 
But years and years ago, um, back when I was um, when I was uh, an instructor, um, they had something called the Sub X undersuit, uh, and that was a separate jacket and salopettes. Um, and I actually have a set somewhere. I wear it every now and then in the winter time uh, because it's it's <laughs> nice and warm. And the jacket itself, whilst being an undersuit, it looks like a, a surface jacket. I mean, your your left shoulder has the um uh, the, like that like mesh material for airflow around your dump valve, um, but otherwise it kind of looks like a, a wintry jacket kind of thing. Um, and they made like a sleeveless version of it. Um, sort of. I think there was a almost a generation between when they discontinued sub X and then they brought out the core. But it's um, uh, yeah, it, it's specifically designed again to um to like wear and bolster the insulation over your core, your torso. Um, but I just tend to wear it as a day to day uh, like gelée. Um. It's got the same materials as like their Arctic undersuits and whatnot. Uh, it's got pockets all over it. Um, I don't use the crotch strap um, for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, I don't think they make it anymore. Uh, you might be able to find one uh, knocking around. Um, if you search online, I think it is just the, the fourth element core. But you are going to find a lot of the, the new version, which you'd look a little bit odd um, walking around town in that. Um, yeah, it's um, just one of those things that I've picked up throughout the years, and um, they, they don't make it anymore, unfortunately. Uh, GMAC44 asks, uh, I'm in a transition st- equipment transition stage and wondered if you could provide an overview of features, benefits, and or negatives of changing to side-mounted twin tanks versus a twin tank setup uh, on a suitable backplate and wing, uh, which is an easier setup regarding buoyancy and trim, and finally, which setup is more universal and safer when wreck diving? Um, I mean, the the most I always see side mount as the flexible option uh, because your cylinders aren't rigidly attached to you. Uh, so, if you want to, uh, and I've certainly done this, uh, you can take your cylinders down to the water's edge or attach them onto a line and lower them uh, sort of over the deck into the water, get into the water with your BCD and your fins and everything like all set up and then clip your your cylinders on in the water. Um, It's much more civilized. Uh, It's a lot harder in colder waters if you've got big clunky gloves um, because you you've got to find the D rings and all that kind of stuff, and it is just extra um, stuff to uh, to kind of find. But for like flexibility and like carrying equipment backwards and forwards, because twins twins are bolted together, and one it does make them one individual unit. Uh, so it's it's just one thing you have to like move around but it's one really heavy really awkward thing that you need to move around um once they're in the water you don't really have to think about them um with tw- uh, with side mounted cylinders uh the more you breathe one side down 
it's going to change the buoyancy of that cylinder. So if you're breathing the same gas mix on both sides, then, I mean, I was taught to breathe, uh, I think I was taught to breathe 50 bar on one, then switch sides, breathe 50 bar on the other, and kind of alternate so their buoyancy didn't shift too much. Um, twins have a, um, a benefit in that, if they're manifolded at least, you're breathing from both of them simultaneously. Uh, one, so you don't have to switch second stages during the dive. Uh, but two, you you can use a bit more gas, basically. Because when each cylinder on your uh, on your side mount reaches 50 bar, then that's kind of it. But with a, a twin set, because they're both connected, it, it takes a little bit longer, if that makes sense, uh, which is uh, which is an easier setup regarding buoyancy and trim. Uh, arguable. Um, I mean, easier, probably twins, just because they're literally bolted onto your back and then you just figure it out. Whereas with... Um, uh, with side mount, you have a lot more variables, um, like where the D rings are attached on the um, uh, on the strap at the bottom of the cylinder, and uh, and how long the uh, the like choker is and things. So there's there's a lot of like variables, and where the D ring is uh, put on your uh, on your harness, all those kind of things. Whereas with a, uh, a twin set, it's just like right, where where's the weight on you, and uh, and where can we move it to. Um, which setup is more universal and safer than wreck diving? I mean, side mount is the more obvious choice just because it's more flexible. Um, if you're penetrating shipwrecks, then yeah, it's, it's a bit of a no-brainer because you can literally take off each cylinder, pass it through a restriction, uh, if you're trapped in the shipwreck and you need to get out of a hole um, with a twin set, if they don't fit, they don't fit. Uh, whereas with um, uh, with side mount, you see, um, oh, I forget who it was. Um, I want to say Steve Martin. And um, yeah, you see him wriggle through a porthole and... Um, you like you push a cylinder out first and then you you have a your second cylinder like trailing between your legs um yeah you can fit through tiny tiny restrictions uh, you, that you'd never fit through with a, a twin set even if you took the twin set off um so as far as like safer then yeah it, it really would be um a side mount yeah i mean Pros and cons. They both have their pros and cons. Uh, they're, they're useful tools for uh, for specific jobs. And um, side mount is a bit more specific. Whereas with like a, a backplate and wing, uh, yeah, you could turn that into a, a single, a twin set, and, and be quite flexible with it. Uh, whereas a side mount BCD is a side mount BCD, and that's about it. Um but it is better to go like full down the uh, the side mount BCD setup because it is it's just the best way to uh, to do it. Get a, a proper setup like a X Deep Stealth or something. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd sign up for a, a side mount course because uh, when I did mine, it, it really does uh, sort of broaden your horizons at um, at, at what you can do and uh, and like flexibility in the water and um, yeah. It's, I'm not a huge fan of it in colder waters, um, just because I, 
I kind of struggle with the, the clipping and finding D-rings and stuff. Whereas my twins, you just strap them on your back. Um, you kind of cry whenever they're out of the water. Um, but once you're in the water, they're, they're lovely and simple. Um, and that's another benefit of, uh, of side mount, I guess, is that your, your cylinders, the weight of the cylinders isn't so high up. It's quite low and spread out. So you're a bit more stable in the water whereas with twins if you kind of look the wrong way sometimes it can roll you over especially with heavier like steel cylinders um but if you're doing that with um uh, with side mounts they they kind of right themselves because the um the, the one on the far side that's being lifted up uh, then comes back down and it kind of they stabilize you in the water which is quite nice um they can be a little bit like cumbersome because you've got like your arms up you can't really put your arms down quite so much uh, but you, you you get used to it but if you're if you're wreck diving a lot then um yeah side mount's probably the best way to go uh, and that's it for the podcast we're well into uh, into December now, so I'm not entirely sure what the um, uh, the schedule is going to look like for the rest of the year as I go off on my holidays. Um, but if I don't speak to you again before the end of the year, um, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy Christmas, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate this time of year. Um, yeah, as always, remember to head over to today's sponsor, scubapro.com. Uh, check out their, um, their deals. They've got some free Octo offers on at the moment, which are pretty snazzy. Uh, head over to our website scubadivingmag.com check out the latest scuba diving news and gear reviews I've got a load of new stuff in at the moment going through tests um, like, share, subscribe do all that good social media stuff thank you for listening everybody and of course safe diving